<laughs> whenever, whenever you're fucking ready, my God. Okay, I'm going to start the song right Jesus now. Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artist, whatever, and we uh, we listen to all of their records, and then we rank them from worst to best. Yeah, but we before did. we do that, we get into our fearless beer review, or not our fearless beer review, wrong episode. Dude, we get into about? we get into our six degrees of Tom DeLong, and that's where we connect the band of the week to our boy Tom DeLong. While you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, especially go to Spotify. Give us five stars and five stars only on there. All the social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good shit is uh, at Asinine Radio. So follow us there. Talk to us there. We have a Discord server if you want to talk shit and talk with other people who listen to the pod. Let us know. We'll send you the link. And we have a phone number. You can call us, leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. Or if you just want to make it a lot easier on yourself, go into the description on this episode and you could leave us a message on there, a voice message, whatever you want to leave us. Just go do that. There's a link in the description if you care to do that. Uh, and also, finally, finally, if you didn't already know, my name is Tyler and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. So now that we have that out of the, out of the way, let's get into our six degrees of Tom DeLong. if you did it. I did. Okay. Did you? you I, I, have, I have one. I have three. Jesus Christ. Well, let's start with your first one then. I was on a roll, dude. This is this is Metallica week. I did three, <laughs> and uh, there's a theme here. Let's see if you can uh, let's see if you can pick up on the theme, huh? Okay. Uh, Jason Newstead released a solo album called Heavy Metal Music that had this guy Mike Mike Mashock on it, who's a lead guitarist for Stained. Fun. Oh, gross. Stained uh, did a song with Fred Durst from their second album, and uh, Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit were featured on a track from this this super group called Rich Gang, Rich Gangs, which is Never like two two rappers. <laughs> super group is only two two rappers. <laughs> 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 so dumb. <laughs> yeah. So so Fred Durst and Limp Biscuit were featured on a track from a super group, Rich Gang self titled album called Rich Gangs. The song was called Here We Are. And it also featured Lil Wayne on the same track. Lil okay. Wayne tour with Blink. Oh, to Blink, Blink yeah. There you go. That's a good one. I like that one. So, mm-hmm. what's your number two? And then we'll go with mine and then wrap it up with yours. Uh, Cliff Burton. Cliff Burton was in a band called Trauma that eventually reformed decades later with uh, Greg Christian on bass. Greg Christian played bass for testament i think he also uh, was like the founding member of testament which also featured at some point in time dave lombardo on drums and dave did a cover of stand by me with lemmy for a flip skateboard soundtrack that also featured a song with jim Lindbergh from pennywise i I think the soundtrack itself like featured jeff rally on vocals or something because on discogs like he's credited a ton but didn't say what he does so that's weird Maybe he has like, um, like just like vocal, like not vocal, but just like spoken word stuff or it's just would, like interviews. I would think like maybe it's like background vocals, like gang vocals. Oh, maybe. maybe. Yeah, that could be know. it. But anyway, Blink tour with Pennywise multiple times in the Tom era. That was easy. And I give you a little bonus here because Fletcher stories aren't in short supply. And uh, I found a cool <laughs> one. I found a cool one that I've never heard before coming from Mark in recent years. Mark okay. told the story of touring in Australia with Pennywise in the 90s. And apparently Fletcher had had brought a BB gun on their tour. Oh, God. And then when they were at the hotel, he would constantly like wait till Blink would... would I mean, this is like when Blink's still not like blowing up. This is before Enema. So they're still not yeah. big. They're, they're still they're getting there. Yeah, they're getting there, but they're still not massive. 
in in Mark told stories that Fletcher would constantly shoot them with BB guns or with his BB gun. He'd be perched <laughs> on like the balcony. He'd be hiding in the lobby, and the entire time they're at this hotel, he'd be shooting them with his BB gun. <laughs> so that was that was funny. And then Mark that. also said on on their days off, on one of their days off in particular, they're all down at the pool, and and Mark said that. Yeah, he was in and out of the pool drinking all day, but Fletcher was there all fucking day drinking. He did not leave the pool. So later that <laughs> night, when when they're all in the jacuzzi and Tom's there, Fletcher Fletcher looks over and, and, and asks Tom, he says, Hey, I've been drinking all day. Have you ever seen me leave the pool one one time? And then Tom <laughs> and Mark looked at each other and immediately got out of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. I love that. That is fucking <laughs> awesome. Mark was telling the story just like he was giggling and he was smiling. I was like, damn, man. I love it. Wow, what a cool time to be in a band. You know, mid-90s, mid to late 90s. God damn. Not making a ton of money, touring the world. Because I feel like drugs were kind of past their prime, you know? Like drugs in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, like that was the music scene. But by by the mid to late 90s, drugs, that wasn't like the main focus. It was just about having a blast. I feel like oh, grunge man. really kind of like like killed the drug aspect of rock and roll. Oh and yeah, especially when 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 like Kurt died. Yeah, like that was when, that um, was that was when we Lane transitioned out of, of heroin and, yeah. and just kind of drank. I agree. Kurt Cobain, Lane Staley, and then uh, what was the guy's name from Blind Melon? I forgot that guy's name. Fuck, I don't know. And then Bradley too. You know, those are like the big the big artists of the mid early mid nineties that died from crazy drug abuse and this shows you how much alcohol is not that bad for you because fletcher has been (laughs) drinking more than excessively (laughs) for decades and he's still alive fletcher's also over 300 pounds and like six foot seven (laughs) god damn that's great that's great oh you know i i've heard i saw like a little interview that hulk hogan did I watched it last week and they were talking about Andre the Giant and how much he would actually drink. And I guess one time they were at a bar and Andre the Giant ended up drinking like 125 beers or something like that. What the fuck? In one night. Yeah. Like on average, every night he was drinking like seven bottles of wine plus like, you know, a 24 pack of beer plus liquor on top of it. But yeah, one night he drank, he drank like over 100 beers. I mean, like, when you come out to visit, we each, like, on that Saturday, we each yeah. probably hit, like, close to 20 to 30 beers in that one day. Yeah, somewhere in between. Yeah. But, but that's like, over, like, a... dead, dude. Like, that's, that's, like, like over a 12-hour span, though. Yeah, that's all day. We prepare for that for, like, a week beforehand, and we're dead yeah. for the next two days. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's crazy when you think about it. Fuck. Oh, that's God. I know. I know. Yeah, those are my those are my two so far. Um, <coughs> okay, my uh, I only have one. Like I said, uh, this one's pretty easy. But uh, so we start with Metallica in the year two thousand five, two thousand six. Lars Ulrich got really sick. He wasn't able to play like it was like Rock'em Ring or Leeds or Reading something like that. So he ended up having to have some fill-in drummers uh, during the Metallica set, like right there on the spot. Like they had to just kind of play off of memory. All these drummers. One of them was Dave Lombardo. <laughs> Who even cares anyway? <laughs> Fuck it. I can play his drums, <laughs> jump parts. <laughs> it's Dave Lombardo. I forgot the one guy. And then it was Joey Jordison from Slipknot. Uh, Joey Jordison. So he played that that show with Metallica. Or played like four songs with Metallica. And it was actually like very like historical in Metallica lore. Um, so Joey Jordison to Ross Robinson, who produced the first two Slipknot records. Ross Robinson to Korn, who produced three of the Korn records. Korn... Uh, had Feldy, our boy Feldy, co-write a song on their album The Nothing from a couple years ago. Feldy to Blink, Blink to Tom. There you go, my six degrees of Tom DeLong. Oh, oh, oh. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. All right, my last one here, Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustaine and the Megadeths. Their last yes. album they just released not that long ago, I think this year or last year, featured like this dude, uh, Steve, Steve, Steve D. Giorgio Steve on D's bass. Nuts. Steve D's nuts. And I've never heard of this guy, but you look up his Wikipedia and he's just worked with a fucking slew of metal artists. But he's not like part of a band. He's just like a studio guy. He's but a goddamn, session guy, yeah. 
he's just he's been on so many albums it's it's impressive but anyway he was uh he was featured on a necro the the hardcore rapper uh, on a necro album in 2007 called death rap necro did a mm-hmm. song with another one of these hardcore hip-hop dudes from the east coast named danny diablo Dan Diablo is featured on a track from the Transplant's first album, Dream. He's a co-writer. Oh, wow. And Travis to Tom. Travis to Tom, look at that. Wow. Did you uh did you see the theme there with the with my with my picks, my my weeklies? Mm, Jason Newstead, no. Cliff Burton, Dave Mustaine. Oh, ex members. Ex members of Metallica. Ex members of the band, yeah. I was getting wow, okay, ambitious. I like that was a good theme. That was a really good theme. I like that. Now it would have been hard to go the raw Rob McGovney because he didn't. Do I shit. did. I tried, and, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't want to do this no more." <laughs> yeah, no, the Cliff Burton one was kind of hard too, to be honest. So that one, that one was a little tough. I mean, he died so young. I know. Shit. And I was Wait, listening to that band Trauma, and then I listened to Testament's first two albums, mm-hmm. and Good Thrash. For, they're both from like the late eighties. Good Thrash, not yeah. bad at all. But I mean, it's no kill them all. <laughs> Might as well listen to Kill Maul Slayer. Fucking, there's a lot of shit I'd rather. I'd rather listen to Exodus than than. I mean, Testament's not bad by any means. It's just better shit out there. And I'm not a huge. I mean, I like thrash, but I'm not that into that genre. But yeah, so that's good. Good stuff. So let's let's jump into the album rankings. Uh, we're like I said, we're gonna do their ten studio records plus Lulu, the collaboration record, the collaborative record they did with Lou Reed from the Velvet Underground. So that leaves us with 11 in our rankings. We're going give, to give our biggest banger from each of them, maybe a stinker. I don't know. So let's start with number 11. What do you got? Go. Load, baby. There's six out of 96. Wow. And the sixth one I listened to. So I went backwards. I listened to the recent first, then went all the way down to Kill Em All. So that's kind of weird. Load is their sixth album from 96. Yeah. And it's the sixth one I listened to. That's kind of weird, yeah. I mean, technically the seventh, because Lulu doesn't really count a little bit. I don't know. Whatever. But... uh <laughs> I listened to this right after Reload, and I thought Reload was bad. Uh, spoiler, that's my next one. I thought Reload was so <laughs> fucking bad, and I was just like, "Good God, dude! Like this has to be this has to be the worst." And then Load came on, and oh my God, this is so bad. This is awful. This is like sub one stuff. This is the second half of this fucking record is mostly Hatfield drawing out words like. And singing like shit. <laughs> there wasn't any song on this one that I actually enjoyed. Not even any parts. There are some parts in pretty much every album thus far after this that I that I enjoyed. This was this was the most bland thing Metallica has ever done. And that's saying something because Metallica has done some really bland shit. And then they throw in this song <laughs> called Ronnie later on, and it's this yeah. terrible attempt at like a blues rock metal jam. And I was like, guys, dude, you're better than this. Skip that track. <laughs> This was yeah. It's, this it's was, a rough This one. was embarrassing. This was fucking terrible. Yeah. So you won't be getting the sun vinyl, I assume. Right? I would never buy those on vinyls. <laughs> All right, my, uh, my so you have no banger, right? No. Okay. Good. 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 All right. My number eleven is Lulu, the one that did the, <laughs> the album that they did with uh, Lou Reed from the Velvet Underground. You know, I haven't listened to this record in in years. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go with an open mind. You know, we've done Velvet Underground since. I I'd like him a little bit more than I ever th- thought I did. And then I get two tracks in and I almost just shut it off. I almost shut it off because it was just... Talk about a band's worst qualities in one album. Like the worst of the worst from each member. And that's what this album is. From everybody. Even Lou Reed. Like I can I can accept some of the shit that he does. But this is like the worst of Lou Reed. The worst of especially the worst of Lars. Like Lars is already not a good drummer, but he really doubled down with him being a shit fucking drummer and threw it on this record. This is so embarrassingly bad. I I don't know why. Like this goes to show that there's nobody in the Metallica camp or group or whatever that tells them no. Like everybody is a yes man. Cause this is just pure garbage. Lulu is pure garbage. And there were songs I couldn't even get through. I can't even remember the songs. They were so fucking bad. I didn't even want to remember what songs they were. I would get like admitted into a few of these songs and just skip it to the next one because it was just so horrendous. Like this is truly, truly garbage. Not redeemable by any means. And you obviously don't agree. So what's your number 10? Better be fucking Lulu. Reload, oh, maybe. You said it's reload. Yeah. 
Reload, their fifth album, or their seventh album, the fifth one I listened to. Their seventh or 97. That's weird. Uh, This one starts off with a classic, like, give me fuel, give me fire. And that's fucking dope, dude. Like, that's so cool. I love that. It's iconic. I, I don't... I don't know if like everyone else feels the same way, but that's just, I think it sounds so cool. And it sounds cool when he says it, but the rest of that song sucks. The rest of feels <laughs> sucks. Nothing, nothing delivers on that intensity from just that opening line. It's just really, okay. It's just not a very good song. And the next track, the memory remains has this like la da da part. And it may be like <laughs> the worst thing Metallica has ever done. It it's is so, so bad. bad. I cannot even it's fucking terrible. believe it. I cannot even believe I was listening to Metallica. And I had zero <laughs> I had zero expectations for anything after like their black album. I had nothing. No expectations. Yeah. And I, I was still blown away by how fucking bad that was. This album's stupid. It's plain stupid. It's bad Metallica sprinkled with like lazy songwriting. And then we have like Unforgiven Part Two. It, it, like and, and then Slither in, in, interpolates a blatant ripoff of Inner Sandman riff. And it's just Dude, this album is trash. This album is fucking trash. I hate it. And this is, oh my god! And then there's that really awful, like, like Celtic inspired metal track, Low Man, Low Man's, Low Man's I don't lyric. Remember that song? Fuck me. And then of course it's over an hour. Good god. Yeah, it's like an hour and fifteen minutes. Good Load and god. reload are like an hour fifty, an hour twenty. It's like half a day to listen to these shit records. I know it was so tough because I was like you. Shit. I, I listened to them backwards. I listened to it. Listen to it from uh, from Hardwired to Kill 'Em All, which I'd never done, and yeah, it was uh, it sucked. <laughs> Parts of it really fucking sucked. Yeah, but th- this I think that, like these two back to back were probably the worst of it. Yeah, I agree. I would agree with you on that because it was it was two over two and a half hours of just trash, trash. Yeah, yeah, actual trash. Because at least after Lulu, you get something good. Interesting yeah. to good, you know what I mean. Actually, really good, yeah. Because yeah, you do. But um, yeah, so you got reload as your number ten. Ten. So my number ten is load. Load. I have nothing good. I think I'm not even gonna really dwell on this. It's terrible. It's boring. Completely forgettable. I thought I was, you know, almost done with the record. I was maybe twenty five, thirty minutes in. I saw it another hour. <laughs> so that sucked. Um, there were moments where I, I, I wanted to skip a lot of the songs, but I was just like, I'm going to power through it. I'm going to just try to distract myself with other things. And uh, yeah, this, this album sucks. So Load, it's my number 10. So what do you got for nine? Lulu. And, and finally, dude. And really like, it's only this high because some of the instrumentals are okay. I mean, I'm just no, splitting dude, hairs were, here. Some of the instrumentals bad. were okay. The vocals, I mean, when, when, when James Hetfield sang, like, that was like, bro, what are you doing? That is embarrassing. <laughs> but, like, this is essentially a Lou Reed record featuring Metallica. This was marketed as a Lou Reed record just featuring Metallica as his backing, backup band. That yeah, would have been, like, a different true. story. But, because, yeah, you're right. Lars' drumming is complete shit in here. But some of the instrumentals were fine. I would rather listen to Lou than, than Load or Reload any day of the week. And that's that's essentially no. why this is higher no. and what it boils down to because you can at least like block out when like when you're listening to load or reload you can kind of block it out and just kind of ignore it but lulu it's just so it's just so grating to your ears it's just ugh, it's so awful it's just I, unbelievable I would, that it was ever made i rank ro- low road road and reload road, road, road I, I rank both of those sub one and i rank lulu in one because i think like everybody should hear this once because it's so fucking dumb this is so pathetic i i this was it's awful it's so you're right like nobody tells them no yeah like even when you go even when you go into lulu with the lowest of low expectations you're still kind of you're still blown away at how bad it is it's fucking trash like nobody can prepare you for it nobody can prepare you for lulu it, it's it just match. It's, like nothing matches in this. Yeah. It's, it's a disaster. The vocals it's, don't match the instrumentals at all. It's truly something remarkable that they were able to pull it off this bad. And Metallica really is a, is, is a band that did four albums, and that like, that's it. They're they're a band that that <laughs> created or I don't mean say created popularized a, a specific sound, perfected said sound, and then yeah, rode the coattails yeah. for their next fifty years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Four amazing albums in six years, and then trash for the next thirty. 
I wouldn't say trash. I'm sorry. Not trash. It's, There's it's, some it's, great it's, stuff yeah. after, after Injustice. There's some great stuff. But overall, the next 30 years has been almost all trash. I'd rather have that first six than the, the next 30. Yeah. No, you're right. You're, you're totally right. You're totally right. All right, so my number nine is Reload. And honestly, it's only this high because of the song Fuel. I love that song. I've always loved that song. I love it more than just that beginning part that you talked about. I think the riff is really catchy. I just think everything about this song is super catchy. Even Lars's drums is... Lars's drums are really good on this one. Well, not technically, but from a songwriting standpoint, they're really good. They're really catchy. I think this is an absolute banger of a song. It's a great way to start the record. It's a killer song. Fuel is a great, great song. And that's my banger. Off of Reload. Up until up until like recently, I think the last time we did Metallica, I'd always thought he said, Give me fuel, give me fire, give me double genocide. That's why I've always sang that double since genocide? I was a kid. <laughs> give me fuel, give me even... fire, give me double genocide. <laughs> that doesn't even sound anything like what he actually but said. But if you read the lyrics, like it's so fucking hard to mash up all those words into that quick little part that he does. No, it's not. Give me that which I desire. Give me, feel, yeah. give me fire. Give me that which I desire. It sounds weird. No, no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Let's do it right now. Do it. Do it. Give do me it. fuel. Give me fire. Give me that which I desire. Now do it like he does it. I'm not so, going to try to sing it like. Do it with some anger. I'm not an angry person. <laughs> you wait till you we haven't get pissed me off enough episode. yet. Yeah, you wait. Yeah, you haven't pissed me off enough to, Just to give me to that wait. point. All right. So what do you got? What do you got for? Uh, well, okay. Everything I have to say about reload, you've already you've already brought up so i'm not going to dwell on that let's move on so what do you got for number eight hardwired hardwired to self-destruct their most recent album their 10th album it's the first thing i listened to stupid it's (laughs) so like everything 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 after everything after like lulu right everything after my rankings here i enjoyed Mm -hmm. i i I dug it it's just uh i don't know hardwired it it sounded like a it sounded like a solid Metallica cover band who started yeah, to write yeah. their own music. And then like okay, this is I get it. this is the product of that. It's derivative and like Hatfield just sounded like despondent, uninterested, just meh. Just going through the motions I... here. Solos were meh. The music was bland. And again, here we are, fucking over an hour long. So like what come on, man. Like this is I, I expected this to be better than it was, and it wasn't bad. I didn't, I, I wouldn't, I didn't skip any tracks, but I didn't think anything on here was like was like really really good. Okay, I understand what you mean, but I don't agree with it being as low as it is. Because there's one album that should be lower than this. And oh, that's babe, I'm back on, I'm back, I'm back on the bandwagon with this. No, you're one. not. No, you're <laughs> not. You're fucking stupid. Oh, you're the worst. You are the worst if you're being serious. Dude, I can't even defend. Okay, all right. You know what? You're stupid. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. So, do you have anything else on hard? Do you have a banger on Hardwired? No. Okay. Cause but I, but I, I I wouldn't have any stinkers either. So I think if you would listen to this record, if you had listened to this record, not in the order that you did, like because this is the first thing you listen to, so you were expecting more. But had you listened to this record after Lulu Load and Reload? Then you would realize, and saying anger, you would have thought, "Oh my god, this this record's so much better than than what you're saying now." So you're stupid. Uh, <laughs> my number eight is uh, my number eight. Saying anger, dude. This is oh, you little bitch, dude. When I texted you, what was it like on Friday night or Thursday night? I texted you, dude. Metallica puts out some absolute garbage music. This is what I was listening to when I texted you that because oh. I have not listened to Saint Anger in years. And yeah, dude, this record is just absolute horseshit. So first of all, obviously the drums, everybody bitches about the drums, which is true. It's fucking awful. It's just, it's like, it's like he's hitting a, an empty keg every time he hits that snare drum. It's like he took out a snare drum and put a keg, an empty keg there. That's what it fucking sounds like. That's how tinny and reverbed out it is. It just sounds so terrible on top of that. The guitars are are turned down so low in the mix. They have no crunch. They have no... They're just so bitch, honestly. The guitar sounds like... They, they just sound so bitch. It's like they're running through like a little... Like a, a fucking... Uh, like little pra- Line 6 practice amp. It just sounds like complete garbage. The bass is almost... You know, you can't even hear that shit. And 
the vocals are turned up so fucking loud. They're turned up almost as loud as Lars's drums. And Lar- I mean, James isn't a great singer. He's never been a great singer, but he's good. He's entertaining. He's fun. He can be aggressive at times. He just sounds terrible on this. His his it just seems so phoned in. Uh, the lyrics on top of it are some of the worst things I've ever heard from any band or artist ever. Talk. Yes, you know your death style. Oh no no. My lifestyle determines my death style. My lifestyle determines my death style. Dude, it's not even just that. There's just so many examples of just absolutely horrendous lyrics. The songs aren't always bad, but it's just the the overall tone and, and production of this record is just horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. And another example of where is the person here that's going to tell you no? Like, no, this is bad. Like, who's... Why is there nobody in this Metallica camp that's trying to tell them this is awful? This is terrible. Don't put this out. <laughs> Dude, this is just fucking garbage. This is a garbage fucking record. Okay. Saint Anger is terrible. Okay. I have no banger. But <sighs> man, dude, every every aspect of this is just at at best, at best mediocre. And that's really saying something right there. So that's my number eight is Saint Anger. And I went okay. in with I went in with an open mind. I really went in with an open mind on this, but it's shit. So what do you got for number seven? Uh, Metallica. Metallica is Metallica. The Black Album. <laughs> you the were fifth such album, a fucking ninety-one. Idiot. Dude, this album is not that great. It, it's really not. I agree. It's not. I agree. It, 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 it's not. It, it's it's not. It's not great at all. Oh, you're saying what the fuck? Because Saint Anger, so I. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This album is just not that great. I, I did re-listen to our copy today because. When we bought it, it was like dirt cheap, and it does sound like really like good. Bucks. Like it's it's a good dynamic sounding record, but this is this is for sure a purge pile record. When I need this bass, this is dumb, bland '90s like hard rock, but it's it's, it's really like pop rock. It's hard pop rock. It's yeah. boring. I was I was extremely disappointed in this listen through. The only song on here that that I I like kinda is nothing else matters. Oh, and I, God, I, that it's only terrible. it's only because the Hatfield's vocals in the like during the verses are cool. They're like they're like very low, subtle, like aggro. Well, the solo is kind of cool too, I guess. Short and sweet. That chorus is so cheesy though. But but I like Never the way care for what they do. I like it's the way so he says matters. Dumb. Nothing else matters. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I liked it. But yeah, overall, uh, I think this album is just—I think this album is garbage. Yeah, I think this album is, is, is pathetic. I think this album—I think this album is worse than Hardwired to Self Destruct. But I was more disappointed in Hardwired, and I mean, like, Inner Sandman is like arguably their fucking worst fucking song, and it's just so bad. It's so—it's not their cheesy. worst. It's, just not it's so pathetic. Song. It's so dumb. But like, it's fun to jam on. Like when we when we jam Friday nights. It's cool to throw down like Inner Sandman because okay, everybody knows it, and you can kind of make it your own. So because of that template, I feel like I have to like put it above Hardwired because there was nothing on Hardwired that that really like stuck with me after I was done listening. Okay, all right. But I was I, I, I was I was I was really disappointed in, in their in the Black Album. That album was just not fucking good at all. <laughs> You're unbelievable, man. I don't. It's understand not. what goes through that stupid brain of yours. Oh, just you wait. Oi, oi. Oh, dude, you're probably, you probably put St. Anger above uh, Death Magnetic. You probably put it above Injustice because you're a fucking cuck. You <laughs> idiot. You're a fucking idiot. Uh, my number seven, The Black Album. The self-titled okay. record, Metallica's Metallica, is number seven. I don't think, like, like, I agree with you. This record is not that great. It has a couple good songs. Some, I think, one of their greatest guitar solos i know you don't agree with me it's just not I, that good i'm telling I, you i think the solo in enter sandman i think it's a fucking amazing solo it's short and sweet i think it's just i've always loved that solo his use of the wah pedal in that song i and that solo is fucking awesome i don't really care for the song at all the rest of the song but that solo gets me every fucking time i love it uh, if I had to pick a banger, it'd be Holier Than Thou because it's the most thrash sounding song on the record, even though it's really not very thrashy. But it's it's a little bit more exciting than everything else. But overall, this is a hard rock record. Pop rock at moments, like you said. I think The Unforgiven is just a terrible song. 
truly terrible song. Nothing else matters. I hate that song too. Nothing else but Yeah, there. I just I don't like this record, and I'm glad I got it. We, you and I, got it both for ten bucks. It was ten dollars on Amazon like a year ago. It was like a price glitch or some shit like that. Yeah, no, and, it was. <laughs> and honestly, sonically, like you said, sonically, this record that the one that we have, the pressing that we have, sounds fucking awesome. It sounds, it sounds great. Like Bob Rock did such an amazing job producing this record in that sense but otherwise the performances i feel are just so lackluster and just so bland and so radio rock which is fine i mean if that's what that's the way they wanted to go obviously they 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 want to become more famous they want more money and all that stuff which i understand but the music is really lacking because of that and the jump from injustice for all to the black album is just so dramatic and so jarring it's, it's like they're a completely different fucking band is this it's, a it's insane uh, like space what? needed is this a purge purge uh purge record for you i'm going to keep it because it's not a terrible listen through and i feel like when you play this loud it hits it punches and hit it it's really loud so that's the only reason why i'm going to keep it because when i paid so little fuck for it. will you ever sit down and think i want to listen to metallica flip through your records perfect and then pull this out. But, okay, so what I've been doing, what I've been doing the last month, which I've talked about on the podcast before, That's gross. I've been kind of revisiting records I've only listened to once or twice, and I've really kind of been enjoying revisiting these kind of forgotten records in my collection, and I feel like this is going to be one of those albums when I eventually get around to it. Maybe I will purge it. I don't know. I can't say at this point, but right now, I'm, I'm fine. I'm good, I'm good keeping it. So there you go. It's, okay. It's really not that great of a record, but what's well, bad? It, it just it's it hits it hits real hard, but it hits so hard when you're listening to this loud. I know, like but they, now we're getting like we're getting deeper into the vinyl, uh, the, the hobby. Yeah, I know. We're I know. buying like good sounding copies of records that are even stupider than this at you know a dollar a piece or whatever it is, or better copies of, of other great records. So we're, like like we're getting deeper in this. So we don't need a record that sounds great, but is also a bad record. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Are you have you purged this yet? Are you is it in your purge pile? No, I I, mean, I don't purge until I need the space, and then when I when I need the okay. space, I do a massive purge. But this is for sure on the chopping block. I guess if I if I really run out of space, then I'll I'll eventually purge it. But at this point, I'm keeping it. I have no future plans of purge or like recent or near future plans of purging it. My collection sits at about if everything's full at about twelve hundred. And like when I die, it's way more than me. But like this is, space is limited. At some point, yeah. you you know you will expand. So I think twelve hundred. I mean, just because my space, this is what I want. When I die, I want someone to go through my records and be like, okay, this is a glimpse into what he was like as a person. And when they're yeah. flipping through Metallica records, and they go through one, you know, Kill 'Em All, Lightning, Puppets, Justice for All. Oh, he he liked the Black Album too. Whoa. That's weird. That's embarrassing. I don't want that. <laughs> so that means you really liked Injustice for All that you buy it on vinyl? Because I know you yeah. don't have it yet. Okay. I don't have good. it yet. Good, good, good. All right, so what do you got for number six? Uh, six is Death Magnetic. This is the last album that I, I'm not passionate about. Everything else after this I'm passionate about. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so disappointing? <laughs> Why are you so dis- disappointed? I don't understand listen, you. Listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. <laughs> listen, Linda. So Dude, I say that shit to people all the time, and not one single person has got it. Because they're all joke. they're all fucking they're sticks up their buttholes. Oh, Dude, that listen, anything. Linda. Man, that is just so it. It's the kid's, so the, the kid's God. That kid is God. Get listen, Linda. He wants. <laughs> listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. Yeah, Death Magnetic. So rude. Their ninth album, 2008. This is the second thing I listened to, or I guess third thing, because Lulu, whatever. Yeah. Um, but this record. is, dude, this is so much better than Hardwired. This is exponentially better than Hardwired. This oh, is yeah. classic Metallica. Like, this is rolling breakdown parts, great solos. Like, Hatfield's got some energy behind him. Like, my are, favorite are parts. Hatfield? Yeah, Hatfield. Like, Juliana Hatfield. Like, the Hatfields and McCoys. <laughs> Why are you doing <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I just I, I heard that too when I said the Hatfields. <laughs> this is like the third time you've said it, and I haven't called you out on it until right now. Remember the Hatfield? Did you, did you watch that show, Hatfield and McCoys? That uh, Kevin no. Costner, oh, fucking dope ass show. That was a good show. 
Yeah, sorry. Juliana Hatfield. <laughs> Do you know who Juliana Hatfield is? Yeah, she did that did the stuff with Weezer. Yeah, well, Mikey yeah. Walsh, but yeah. Okay, yeah, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. But yeah, this is uh he sounded he sounded like he was he was involved. He, there was energy behind it. I thought this album was great. It was it was it was solid. Obviously, it's not as good as as the things they did in their early career, but this is a good throwback. My favorite parts of this were the instrumental parts to it. I thought this was damn good. Yeah. Um, but like, I wouldn't buy it on the vinyls just because I can get this better in in their early albums. But that's okay. not a knock to this. Like, this was a good return to form. Respect. <laughs> You're such an idiot. You're such an idiot for ranking Saint Anger so high. <sighs> okay, my <laughs> that's probably your favorite song too. Is Frantic. Oh my god, I love that song. No, you don't. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. I think this is, I think this is a long con by you okay. right now. Okay, all right. All right, my number, uh, my number six is Hardwired to Self-Destruct, their latest record. And this is, this is almost like the, B, these are almost like the B-sides from Death Magnetic. Um, they decided to not go with Rick Rubin, Rick Rubin again on this one. And they went with actually the guy who, who engineered that record. Uh, and they brought him on as producer and I think there are some low points on this record, but there are also some really high points. I think Spit Out the Bone, which is the final song on this record, I feel like that is just up there with a... It's such a great Metallica song, Spit Out the Bone is. It has a it has a great guitar solo, and there aren't a lot of great guitar solos, and that was kind of... That was a lot of criticism about this record was that Kirk Hammett had kind of phoned it in on the on the solos, and that was more of a, a, a Lars and James kind of thing in every sense of the word which most of their albums are, but especially with this one. And uh, I don't know. I, I still really like this one. It might Some of it might be due to nostalgia, but there's some killer fucking songs. Uh, the title track, Hardwired, the the opener of the record, the first single from the record, it, that's a great song too. And and I do understand it's kind of a, I do what you, I do see what you mean when you say that they're like, a, it's a Metallica cover band doing their own songs. I could I could definitely see that, but the songs are still strong, and they're still way better than a lot of the sh- or all the shit they put out in the '90s and Saint Anger and Lulu, because that's just silly boy talk. And I do have this on vinyl. I don't give a fuck. I have this on a nice pink variant. It looks great. I love it. So I have no complaints. I got it for fairly cheap too. Uh, a long like right when we started collecting, I got this record. I found it at Glass House for like. $23, $22 something on a double LP pink. That ripped off. I'll tell you that much no, right I now. I don't hear anything about it. Well, those are words. Um, so yeah, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Solid record. Um, and this is where I would start getting the vinyls because I have all the vinyls from here on out because I fucking Damn. love this. I love this band. I love Metallica. I don't give a fuck. Damn, we'll girl. talk about it on the main episode. So Hardwired to Self-Destruct, number six. What do you got for number five? Go. Uh, I was thinking if I should like throw you like a fake one or like you uh, my real one. Fun. That's not fun. Uh, Saint Anger. Saint oh, Anger is my number five. Fucking cuck. Yeah. So okay. So so hear Talk me out. To me. Here, Talk to me on this one. Here's a hot take. Okay. This comes out 2003. This comes out 2003, and, and like really really soak it in before you before you rebuttal because I think there's something to it. I really do. This comes out 2003. Slipknot already dropped an album, mm-hmm. and I I was Dumb. thinking as I'm listening to this, I was thinking in my mind, I was like, "Damn, dude, like some of this shit is clearly inspired by like that Slipknot album." I, I don't I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if no one's even said it. And I was like researching it, and I was like Reddit threads, no one said it. But if Slipknot had done these songs, this album would be fucking killer. There are some amazing things on, on like there's a, there's an amazing template to this album that was just trash because there was no there was there was a horrible execution but there's really there's a ton of really amazing stuff here there's a lot of drop-ins that that are very reminiscent of like that slipknot role but then yeah, also like yeah. metallica has their own role too but now we're like blending the two like the metal genres here we're, we're, we're kind of passing of the guard type of thing the, the the passing of the torch here there's i like the guitar tones i like it because I don't know. We're so used to hearing the same fucking over and fucking over. My God, Jesus Christ. 
Hatfield and McCoy's over here fighting. And then and James's vocals are pretty shit. Yeah. And his lyrics are fucking dumb. But like this this reminded me of that whole like tick 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 thing. And like most of his vocals I thought were just like, okay, I did not write anything for this because this is the worst part in our, in our career as a band. Um I'm just mm-hmm. gonna sing like our boy Freddie when he jammed with us and, and we expected him to sing to a, a riff that <laughs> Why we wrote. Why would you even bring that up? <laughs> but like that's that's what this sounded like. This sounded like a guy that didn't write any any lyrics down and was just kind of like making it up on the spot. So I yeah. think there's I think there's there was a ton of potential in this album. I just think that they 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 should have they should have shelved this for like five years and then come back to it when they were ready. And they pushed it out way too soon and they were nowhere near ready. But goddamn, all I could think about was if Slipknot had done this record. This would have been fucking amazing. This would have been, this would have been unreal. And yeah, frantic. It's fucking great. It's a cool song. I love it. I like that tick 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 tock shit. It's fucking goofy. It's fun. It probably wasn't meant to be goofy and fun, but it's the most fun that Metallica's ever had, and I love it. I like this album. I don't know if I'm quite there to buy on the vinyls because I've I've flipped twice on this album now. It went yeah. from like one of my faves to like my least favorite. Now it's back oh, to one of my you're faves. The worst. So I I don't think. And I know I can buy it like tomorrow, so I don't. I don't know if I'm quite there on buying the vinyls, but uh, I really, honestly, I really did enjoy this because. But I think it's only because I thought, like, damn, dude, if a better band than you did this album, it would be one of the greatest of all time. So, like I said, when it, in regards to to Saint Anger, it's it's the execution and a, definitely the production and 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 all that. That oh, and the snare tone? So I love bad. that shit. It's not like he's dude, banging on a trash can, drumming on a streetlight. I love that. Which is, it sounds great. Can be fine. Like, I, I like the high pitched snares, the piccolo snares. You know, I love that shit. I'm a sucker for that shit. But this is like, this is this is just too too much, too extreme. This was like, like you can, you can push like, it too far, and he pushed it way too fucking far on this record. This reminded me, I mean, it did, uh, again, it, it, all this, this album was bad. Yes, I get it. Okay, but there's stuff there. That is, is great. That was just it was a missed opportunity, but his snare his snare sound reminded me of like ska kids, like like third wave ska kids. You you drop that chain and now you have that that hollow snare, and there's no rattle, but the, this yeah. one just it, it toned it down and it just sounded like crap. But it's like it's still it's like, there. You know what? It, maybe it sounds like it sounds like they took the chain off the bottom of the snare, but then they put like a symbol there instead of the chain, and that's why you get that fucking ring, that metallic ring. Like is that yeah, how they fucking did? Ring. Yeah, it's a really long ring to the point where you can't even tell. There are songs where you can't even tell where he's hitting the snare drum because all you hear is the ring. The ring overpowers the actual hit of the drum, and that's it's remarkable how bad it is, and why that why why anybody thought this was acceptable. Why nobody said, "You you got to stop. You need to fucking stop." This is just straight know. up I, bad, I just, dude. I, I think you look at their 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 discography as a whole. I mean, I would hope our top four is probably at least similar. What's well, kind of like, and those are like untouchable. Like, really, they just are. And this almost goddamn like almost the same album, over and over and over. But it's just like they're great. <laughs> Everything else after that, like, there's a lot of they they do. God, it's bad, man. They do a lot of bad bad yeah, stuff. They do like very very bad stuff. And, and, and I, it was just kind of like a sigh of relief. It was just kind of like, okay. There are I, some I, good thrash moments. There are really some good thrash moments on here, but once again, it, it was very poorly executed. There's some cool fast moments, good fast drum drumming and everything, but the production and the mix, the it's just the performance. It, it's just fucking awful, dude. I guess it's not, not entirely fair to you because I am listening to this imagining it being better with either somebody else doing it or just them taking more time perfecting it so as any it other stands, fucking band doing this i you would never accept it like you're just trying to be cool that's what it is right now dude honestly trying to be though, different. like, like did, did you not think at all that this was inspired or, or it was taking pages out of slipknot's first album i mean i understand it because they were very much in that whole new metal kind of thing like they they did the summer sanitarium tour in 99 which was all new metal. They were very much embedded in the new metal style. So it makes perfect sense that they would take influences from Slipknot, Corn, Limp Bizkit. Even Primus was doing it at the time. I mean, the the album Antipop from Primus has a shit ton of new metal and a, and a lot of stuff from this era of music. So it's 
it's not unthinkable that they're going to take from it. It's just the progression of music. But this, this this was specifically Slipknot's first, and then not their not not Iowa because there's no like aggression, Saint Anger at all. So like this is strictly like Slipknot's first album, and I I just I heard so much Slipknot in this album. Maybe a tiny bit, a tiny bit if you're really if you're really looking for it. Just saying. Otherwise, Cosmos yeah. Seasons, I can do. I guess so. all I gotta say about that is what it is. There we go. Wins Words. Words. All right, my number. What, what are we on? That was your five. five. Okay, my five. We're almost done here. We'll, we'll get through these last five really fast. I'm sure. Yeah. My number five is Death Magnetic. Their record from 2008. This is their their th- throwback to 80s Metallica. This is what Metallica fans have wanted had wanted for decades. Every every fan, every art like you know famous musician. Everybody praised this record because it was such a great throwback to that, and it didn't sound dated. This record does not sound dated at all. The only thing that people have ever complained about, which I kind of see, is Rick Rubin's use of or how he how he kind of mic'd the drums and just certain certain tones that he got, which a lot of people don't like about Rick Rubin. Um, but whatever, you know, it's his style. The songs are still there. The songs are fucking awesome. The solos are there. Um, oh, that's another thing with Saint Anger. Not a single guitar solo. So maybe that's why so you like. Why do we need fucking guitar solo? Good God! Because when you have well, a seven minute, anyway. because when you have a seven minute song, you got to have something to break it up. At least a guitar <laughs> lead. There's no fucking guitar leads on any of those Saint Anger songs. But um, Death Magnetic. There's just some great buildups in these songs. That that it, these songs are just really well crafted songs. They really, really are. This is a great fucking record. When this came out, I fuck man. That first song, the first song I heard was, um, what's the, oh my God, what is the single off of Hardwired? The, or not Hardwired, but off the, no, the, the slow one, Tomorrow, not Tomorrow Never Knows. Tomorrow Never Dies. No, it's not, fuck, I can't even think of the name of the song. The sun will come out, tomorrow, I'll just keep going out with the song. It doesn't matter. Death Magnetic, I think this is a solid fucking metal record. Not as thrashy, obviously, as the 80s stuff, but it's, it's such a great homage to, to that and just this cool kind of like thank you to the fans for sticking around through all the bullshit albums that they put out in the last 20 years prior um so yeah death magnetic this is and when i saw metallica for the first time it was on this death mag death magnetic tour and i thought just thought dude that was just so fucking rad it was such a great set a great great fucking set that i saw so um yeah death magnetic i love this record um so yeah there you go. Got it on vinyl, of course. Got it on vinyl. Double LP. So fucking good. So friggin' good. So friggin' good. <laughs> so that's my number five. What do you got for number Hell four? Yeah. Let's Fuck get into yeah, the good so stuff. So friggin' good. Yeah. So number four. <clears throat> and that's that's Injustice for All. That's my number four. Okay. I'm of the week. So this one this one actually really surprised me. Uh, my number four is Ride the Lightning. I, I was shocked that it dropped like this. I've always really, really loved this record outside of some of like the tones on it. Cause I think the tones are really kind of cheap, especially Lars's tones on this one. But, um, I don't know. I, I really, I have nothing bad to say about ride the lightning this right from the beginning fight fire with fire. You know, it's that acoustic guitar, but then it immediately drops into just pure, pure thrash, pure thrash metal. And it just you're you're constantly getting hit in the face by all these riffs and drums, and then all of a sudden the song abruptly ends, and you just hear this like atomic bomb going off in the background. It's fucking great. And then you drop into ride the song "Ride the Lightning" with that 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 guitar lick. It's there's really something special about this song. And I know a lot of I know the band hates the song "Escape" because it's like very pop rock, and they they didn't want to make that song. They pretty much only recorded that song because the label really wanted them to make like a a single and they did and they've hated that song they've only played it like once or twice ever because they hate it so much and i think that's a fucking amazing song as cheesy as it is it's still a solid solid fucking song (laughs) this ride the lightning truly something special as a sophomore effort coming off of ride the lightning it sounds nothing like ride the light or not ride the lightning kill them all it sounds nothing like kill them all 
it's it's something special and this is also the first time that they they actually made like a slower song with fade to black which is really cool and also um uh for whom the bell tolls which is a very chuggy dark dark song which they hadn't done up to that point which was really really rad ride the lightning is is truly a special album and it's only dropped this low because uh because we're doing injustice for all this week and i listened to that record a lot so yeah okay ride the lightning my my number four oh and my my bangers trapped under ice and ride the lightning the title track those two songs are perfection absolute perfection so what do you got for number three what Whoop. Uh Red Lightning. Okay, there you go. Yeah, Red Lightning is my number three. Um but like honestly, my, my top three my top my, my my favorite is pretty much like that. I'm I'm now set on that probably forever. But my okay. my two and three, um, they could be interchangeable. And Injustice for All is a solid four. Like that that will never that will never not be four, I don't think. That's what and I that, thought too. I think that'll always be four. Uh, Red Lighting. There's there's some... This is this is not as good of a thrash album as Kill Em All, and this is not as good of a heavy album, heavy metal album as Master of Puppets. This is something on its own. This is something unique. This is this is a bridge between the two greatest albums of said genres. Like, this is... This is unbelievable. This is this is crazy that they can be at some of their most aggressive here. Some of the... Some of the... Like, the guitar parts in this are some of the most aggressive things you've ever done. But there's also yeah. songs like like Escape that are reminiscent of like hair metal shit that yeah. they're trying to destroy, but do better than any hair metal band has ever done. It's <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Like either way, it's a killer album with some incredibly badass tracks. I, I I think it's fucking bizarre. I think it's bizarre that it's it's maybe it's just it's it's weird. It's taking me so long to to accept like metal music because. I've always just associated 80s metal with, with like Iron Maiden, Bruce Dickinson vocals, yeah, and therefore yeah. passed over, <laughs> passed over, like we're doing, passed over a lot of other good stuff. I don't know. But, like um, this for, and Slayer and other shit. I mean, Slayer is great for sure. Like, like best Slayer is, 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 Rain and Blood is, is probably like the greatest thrash metal song of all time for sure. Yeah. God damn, dude. Like Metallica. These first three albums are just like they're unfucking beatable. They're unbeatable. You're right. You're unfucking beatable. The '92 Yankees, unbeatable. Um, for whom the bell tolls is my favorite song. It's it's, it's really it's wow. a beyond banger, dude. And I, I think it's be, I think a lot of this also stems from like jam nights and and, and for whom oh, the bell yeah. tolls is is something that that we've been trying to get down. And and I just I I think that there's a lot of cool parts to it. There's a lot of cool riff parts to it. And the bass line is solid. I think that dun, 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 that, that yeah, whole thing that is really riff. cool. So but then, like, the, the, there's there's a lead guitar part that did that little like, high part yeah. thing. I think that's really fucking cool. And the the intro itself that ding 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 like, that's really cool. A lot mm. of good riffs. And I think the sound of this one is just. I think it sounds great. I don't know. I like this yeah, album a lot. I get it. I I totally understand. It's something. I think it's one of their most unique sounding records they ever put out. Because like. It it just the it just sounds like this. Ride the lightning sounds like such a full sounding record, like it's not. The guitars don't sound amazing, but they sound very loud, and they're they're just they're overpowering. Just everything just sounds like it's it's pouring in over over you when you're listening to it. Like it's, I don't know. It's like a wall of fucking sound. That's what ride the lightning is. Like there's just the always something like a, going on. A good utility player, like like like. Like in baseball, like a good utility player, not gonna hit the most home runs, not gonna steal the most bases, but he's really good at everything, and that's what Ride the Lightning is. It gets really good at everything. Yeah, I get it. I I totally I agree with you 100 percent on this. All right, so what do you have? Oh, so my number three is And Justice for All. So that's the album of the week. So let's move on to your number two. What do you got for number two? My number two is Master of Puppets, and this was almost my number three. Like it was so fucking really? close. Like I went back and forth, and this one, this one, like got me into Metallica when we did this episode. And I was like, "Holy shit! I cannot believe this is that fucking good." And and Master of Puppets. I mean, I I, I really can't sing like the praises enough for this album. It's I don't know. My gateway's still fairly recent. It's a damn near perfect album in every way. It's a little bloated in some parts, but it's few but it's and okay. far between. 
and I'm still blown away by some of these songs. Uh, this has like the aggression of Kill 'Em All, right? The the the, the speed of, of 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 lightning, and it's just more complex songwriting. Everybody progressed to be better, to be more, to be like slower, but more. I don't know, more, more, uh, I'm trying to find a word, more, more wise in their approach to songwriting. And I really do enjoy every song on here thoroughly. And you look at the track list and you think, okay, which song could I get rid of? And there's, there's no fucking way. You can't get rid of any of these songs. Agreed. And so I, 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 I think this is unreal. I think this is a fantastic album. The only reason why I was thinking about putting it below Ride the Lightning is just because there's some pop stuffs to this, like some of the melodies. But like, I don't know. That's just, I just splitting hairs at this point. I will say yeah. though, there is a uh, there's a 1986 Electra version of this album that is supposed to be like the best sounding copy out there, according to everybody that that collects these on the vinyls. And uh, the way you can actually tell is is the inner label has has a, a, a typo instead of produced. The the word produced is spelled wrong. So if you ever come across one of those that's that's spelled produce, like instead of produce like you normally spell it, P R O D mm-hmm. and like C U E D, it's spelled all fucked up. And really? that's how you can tell. And I guess it's because there's no mention of, of any kind of like direct metal mastering uh, or DMM for this pressing, which I don't know why people are gravitating towards that. But my God, do you look at Discogs and any forums? And people sing that 1986 praise, or people say people sing the praises of that 1986 pressing to to no end. It's 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 supposed to be like the best of all. So I add it to my discogs, and I'm gonna buy it at one point. Is it the one I have? I wonder. Because remember, I have that. I do have an Electra pressing of of puppets. The uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess it was just this one thing that 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 what because every other copy of this has. A mention of of the DMM part yeah. on, on in some capacity on the album or the jacket or whatever it is, so I don't know why it's this specific pressing. But the cheapest one is in like G G plus condition. And it's like fifty bucks. And like and like and like Master of Puppets, like right, like this this album we see, we see just better songwriting for everybody. And now we mm-hmm. have songs like Orion. We have songs like Damage Incorporated. Like these are better songwriting from these guys even like the opening battery we are, we are mm. getting these these weird fucking like acoustic kind of like uh classical intros that we'll also see in injustice for all we're getting better songwriting from these guys but not losing any of the aggression yeah the intensity is still all there it's fucking, fucking awesome. nuts yeah and like that's that that's the thing when i look at this and i look at the track list i think okay usually like the last song like the last song is either a banger or something I can get rid of and I don't care about. But like Damage Incorporated, dude. Damage Incorporated is such a cool song. It's so fucking rad. It's such a banger. <laughs> Damage Incorporated, go! And then it goes God, super the way, fucking. God, the way he even just fucking like whispers it, like he like he's he's, he's breaking us <laughs> yeah. down just to shred us to pieces. <laughs> yeah. What a great fucking song. Oh my god, Damage Incorporated, so good. It's the it's honestly I think Damage Incorporated is their thrashiest fastest song they've ever put out but then like you said you go to orion and that is just this like beautiful instrumental and it's just a beautifully this i mean okay master puppets is my my 2b and it's a beautifully crafted album front to back yeah of course it doesn't have that all the it's not all thrash like kill em all is but it just has some some great melodies and just great songs honestly i mean look at master okay master of puppets is over eight minutes long but think of like just how that song grows and builds and drops down and builds itself back up again. And the two solos in there, I mean, the two guitar solos in that song are so wildly different from one another, but they're just so perfectly placed and perfectly crafted guitar solos. It's, it's remarkable. This out, I mean, Master of Puppets. And then the song Disposable Heroes, which that's my banger off of it. What's, what's your banger off of Puppets? I would I would probably say like Orion is is my new one because I I feel like that's that's Burton at his best. That is Burton finally getting through to the band and saying, "Hey, we can still write better complex songs that are incredibly pleasing to the ears, that are incredibly complex." Because we heard it in like their first, and we'll talk about and kill them all. But like now we're writing a good song and not just kind of like noodling and showing off. Yeah, now we're writing a good song as a team, 
and then that's what they'll transition into with for just in, in and for justice for all but yeah dude orion i don't know orion orion's my new favorite banger from master of puppets it used to be battery <laughs> i like it i like it all right i don't know i, I don't i mean we've t- we talked about master of puppets this record in length on the actual episode from probably two years ago this is like i think master of puppets is like maybe the third or fourth episode we did in the new format so go and check that out because it was uh it was a lot of fun you really changed your mind about a lot of things i know that that for sure it did it did that was that was the beginning of like this essentially like the metal phase that i'm still currently in yeah there you go which we'll get more into on the on the main episode so we're not going to dive too too deep into that so obviously our number ones are kill em all their debut record uh what do you, what do you got on this one <laughs> this is one of those albums that like even as I'm going backwards and I'm going from like Justice for All and then I'm hitting Master of Puppets and it's blowing my mind. And then I'm hitting Ride the Lightning and like, holy fuck, this is like just as good in a different way. And then Kill Them All hits. And and this was like, I didn't even think any other way that this would not be my number one. This hit me so hard. This hit me so aggressively. And this hit yeah. me just in the right spot to where I thought, damn, this is the greatest thrash metal album that has ever been. That has ever been. There's nothing better than this. I will. I again. I will still say that Rain and Blood is probably the greatest thrash song of all time, but this yes. is the best thrash metal album of all fucking time. This is unbelievable from beginning to end. This is a band that is bringing the heat, that is having a good time doing it, and that is not afraid to kind of like write stupid, shitty riffs, and then just base a lot of uh, a lot of overdone chugging around it like my 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 biggest banger is seek and destroy like i i fucking love that song <laughs> god damn i fucking love that song so much i listen to that song today three times just today yeah that song is it's a fucking great song and it's it's seven minutes of the same fucking thing that's all it is that's most of the song that's but it. this is this is this is an so album where, where they have like Cliff, right? And Cliff is just a fucking phenomenal bass player. But yeah. like nobody cares. Nobody cares because bass players in general, like who really cares, right? Nobody gives a shit. So they have they have they, they, they give him his own song. They give him his <laughs> own song. And because nobody believes that he is this good, they do like a, a, a bootleg kind of single track version of it, and they open up the song with uh, this is take one. That way nobody yeah. No, but there's no if, ands, or buts. This is him playing it in one take. In that anesthesia song, holy shit, dude. Like, it is so fucking good. It is like the equivalent yeah. of of eruption on the bass. Like, oh, it is, totally is. It is Especially melodic. When, it leads When Lars somewhere. comes in. When Lars comes in. When oh, that my drum, God. first drum hits. And then, then Cliff really goes for it. He fucking, oh, so fucking absolutely good. rips it up. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. <laughs> I know. And he did it all with his fingers. You know, it's wait. What's the guy from Maiden? What's the guy? Steve Harris. Yeah. It's like Steve Harris, but like, it's like Steve Harris, but not as showoffy. Like it's more as like a songwriter. Like fucking Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, he could fucking shred like a madman, but the guy also had great melody. He knew how to write a great song. Cliff Burton's the same way. Steve Harris, great bass player, but he sh- fucking shreds and he does all this crazy shit. Cliff Burton was something, he was something special. He was something unique. And that and bass like, solo and again, is really you can hear You can hear the progression for this band from Kill Em All to Master of Puppets. Oh, yeah. From from Anesthesia to uh, Orion. You can hear, hey, let's do an instrumental song where there's nothing else except for us just playing music. And he's like the only person that like understood musical theory and like understood how to play his instrument. True. He'd throw Lars out because he's fucking worthless as far as playing his instrument is concerned. But like, <laughs> this is a band that progressed, and like, I just, man, dude, I cannot believe, I, I can't imagine how great Injustice for All could have been if Cliff had a humongous hand in writing that album. Yeah, like that could be their best because there's a lot of parts to that album that are just unbelievably great, and some of their coolest shit they've ever done. But like we'll get into it later. There's a lot of stuff that's pretty dumb, pretty bad. Well, I wouldn't say bad, but pretty bad. Different, different. PB. So PB. yeah, kill them all. 
I agree with so much of what you said. I think this is the greatest thrash record of all time. Yes, of course, it's not as fast as the Slayer shit and, and, and other bands of the era and Exodus and all that shit, but it doesn't need to be fast. You've got to have a little bit of melody. You've got to have some sort of creativity. It can't just be an open E, open E note, you know, an open E, the entire fucking song, you know? Like there's there's a lot of dynamic to the actual songwriting on this record, even though it's not even though it's so much more stripped down than the following three records. There's still a lot going on here, a lot of cool things going on here, uh, and just the tone the tone of this record. None of their records sound this kind of stripped down and raw that that like this one does, and it's just so pure. It just sounds like a club band. Like it, it doesn't sound like a band that's playing arenas. This sounds like a band that is playing at the whiskey. That's playing at the Viper Room and the Roxy and shit <laughs> yeah. like that, you know. They don't sound like a fucking Wembley band or a, or a, a form. I playing at the Forum, you know. They sound like young guys, and I love the the purity and the almost innocence of this, you know. The night, the night, night. Wait, naive. How do you say na- naivete? Like naive, but naivety, yeah, like that. That's what this band. That's what this record really embodies, and I love it for it. I absolutely love this record. I mean, my favorite song, my favorite Metallica song is Hit the Lights. The opener on this one, oh. just the heaviness of just all the, in, just everybody just hitting all the strings on their guitars and, and Lars just hitting as many cymbals as he possibly can. And then it just breaks into that fucking, that super fast riff, that thra- that fast thrash riff. And then the, the guitar solo is over two minutes long. Like it's like he doesn't fucking stop, dude. And every part of the solo, like it's not just yeah, it's he's shredding, but there's still melody within all that shredding, that two minutes of shredding. There's a lot of really cool moments in that. I think it's just a fucking amazing song. And that's that, a, that, that, that's like oh, a perfect example of like what what you were saying and what we were talking about. It's how uh, this is a band of guys that just really enjoyed playing aggressive music, right? Because in that song. He he, they, he says like something about like we're here to rock and we're never gonna stop, yeah. <laughs> right? Like that's fucking cool, dude. Like that's that's so childish, that's so teenage. But to back it up with like some of the greatest things of all time is just it's yeah, unreal. Seriously. It's unreal. The the song is a pure shred fest, but in all the in all the best ways, it never gets it's never it never gets tiresome ever. Never gets winky and it no. never gets boring. Nope, never, never, never. God, right in that fucking sweet spot constantly. Yep. Oh my god, dude, this album. And I agree with you on on the bass solo of anesthesia and Metal Militia is also a, I feel like that's a that's a super great deep cut. The the closer on this one. I mean that that is a great, great thrash song right there. And um Seek and Destroy. I mean Seek and Destroy is obviously the it it is the slowest song, but that chugs along so nice so fucking nice and those riffs are so catchy jump in the fire another very very catchy riff that chugs along super well too a lot like seek and destroy it's uh this album is it's something else something else man it's like like meta militia right the the clothing brand or the the clothing brand oh okay. the uh I don't, I don't know whatever the fuck it is the the, the like motorcycle the dirt, bike. dirt bike thing yeah. yeah like they had to have got their name from the Metallica song. Oh yeah, had to have been. Had to have been. Because that was some like local uh, Orange County. I think it was SoCal. Racist yeah, white kid Orange. thing, right? I think so. <laughs> Racist white kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's all I got for for Kill 'Em All so and for my so rankings. Good. Got anything Damn. else? Damn, that's it. All right, well, thank you all for listening. Go listen to the main episode because we are getting into the Metallica's fourth record and Justice for All. So yeah, give us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And that's it. That's all. Middle Burn.